On today's episode of Locked On Spartans, we are breaking it down. Michigan State taking on Illinois in a uh, pretty significant game. And then we are joined by Matt Ishbia to talk about his incredible, amazing, massive donation to Michigan State Athletics. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Tuesday, February 23rd. The year is 2021. I am your host, Will Hunter. I am joined by my Charleston Southern loving co-host, Matt Sheehan. Sure, Charleston Southern, NBA top shot. Will, I'm, I'm on a lot of different things these days, Will, aren't I? <laughs> Yo, you and I are texting like, I just bought... I just bought a highlight of Daniel Tice dunking. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. And you're like, I own a Serge Ibaka layup. Yeah, I got a Serge Ibaka. Uh, it's a dunk, actually, which raises the value, I'm sure. And a Draymond Green assist, Will. That's right. Uh-huh. That's right. Yes. Yes. So we're all in on NBA Top Shot. All in. And two, two highlights. <laughs> <laughs> and for whatever reason, placed wagers on Charleston Southern. Mm-hmm. The Buccaneers. Two win Buccaneers to cover the spread against Presbyterian. Do you know what the Presbyterian's nickname is? Isn't it something weird like like Blue Hose or something like that? It's Blue Hose. Yeah, it is. Not, okay. There not like Garden Hose or... A like person. Pimp's hose. Yeah, right. Yeah. Pre- it, precarious. It something you water your garden with. That is blue. Yep. Blue hose. Yep. I'm, I don't know the nature of it. I don't maybe care it's to know like, it. yeah. yeah, maybe it's like um, clothing, right? Hose. Perhaps. Yeah, kind of like the Knicks. Be, yeah, why not? Yeah, sure. yeah, exactly. I, I imagine it's probably that. I'm not looking further into it. Meanwhile, <laughs> Presbyterian. Here, I, first I gotta Are you figure out how to spell Presbyterian okay. correctly all in one shot, and then um, I'll, I'll get you an answer here. Fantastic. On today's show, we're going to talk about Michigan State taking on Illinois in a uh, basketball game that all of a sudden, kind of unexpectedly, has a lot of importance for Michigan State as it relates to the NCAA tournament. Just when our dreams and hopes were dashed, we thought, just when we thought we were out, Matt, they pulled us back in. Name that movie. Whoa. Uh, oh, Ocean's Eleven. Nailed it. <laughs> there we go. No, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Should I know it? I feel like maybe I've seen this movie. What is it? Godfather 3. Ah, I've seen the first one. Uh, not, not You've seen The Gift. Or three. Uh, yes, yes, which is uh, the, the point of many of my cultural understandings when it comes to movies is, oh yeah, that's right, I've seen that gif, right. Uh, Blue Hose, by the way, uh, the team name comes from the socks worn by the football team mm. in mm-hmm. the early days of the 20th century. You can go to bed now, understanding why Presbyterian <laughs> is called the Blue Hose. Crack researcher Matt Sheehan. I'm always on it, always on it, Will. Um, so we're going to break down Michigan State taking on Illinois, and then last segment we'll be joined by former Michigan State basketball player Matt Ishbia, who you may have heard Matt mm-hmm. made a pretty uh, substantial donation to the uh, athletic department, specifically uh, oh, to help build a new football building. Matt I should have brought that up during the interview. Shoot, oh, you should have lost yeah, over Matt, all that. Oh. <laughs> Matt uh, was able to pry some time out of the other Matt, and uh, 
yeah, it's a good interview and looking forward to playing that for you guys. That's the plan for today's show. Reminded to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcast. We do this every single day. Oh, my God. Are I just okay? got punched in the throat. Holy smokes, but okay. Yeah, whoa. Fight through it. We do this every single day, five days a week, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. Matt? Every day. Matt? Well. Matt? Well. <sighs> I, I know, I know, I know, I know, <laughs> just, I know, I know. I know. I, I, we're, we're roped right back in, I know. I know, and I'm, just like we said after the, you know the Indiana game, the Indiana game did not get us back in the tournament. However, it got no. us one game closer to being back in the conversation of yep. being back on the bubble to get back in the tournament. Um, yep. Well, th- we are a 12 year old dog. This Michigan State basketball team is a 12 year old dog. <laughs> We're sick. We have cancer. Oh my in god! The, dude, bone you are. Cancer uh, this hits hip. so close to home. This hits so close to home. My dog is 17 years old, and. Jesus. A few months ago, um, my, my mom gave me a call and said, hey, we had to take uh, tricks to the vet. Um, th- things are looking good. I was like, oh, damn. Like, all right, this is finally it. Well, t- she, we've gotten five more months out of her. I just saw her yesterday. Like, th- this dog has nine, 99 lives. It's, yeah, I know. So your, your analogy here, wow, wildly close to home. I'm so sorry for t- doing that. No, <laughs> no, please, no. no. I, hey, we have an iron dog in our hands, so uh, yes. yeah. Um, well, we are hoping this Michigan State team can be that because they're just it feels sick, just not great. Six and zero start, five and nine cents. A lot of ugly basketball, and we're just trying to get to the finish line. Just trying to cross that rainbow bridge. And it just won't <laughs> let go of life, Matt. Just trying just, to cross the Rainbow Bridge. Yeah. Just trying to go to a farm upstate, and they just won't let it happen. Yep. Let's, they, the, the, they start jogging, uh, which you haven't yep. done in the last four years. And they're like, well, yeah. where did that come what? from? <laughs> oh, my God. This this uh, this thing's full of energy now. What is going on? <laughs> is it the change in the dog food we have? Wow. This is yeah. nuts. Yeah, this wow. is crazy. Apologies if this so, really yeah. gets home to anyone and if you lost a pet recently. Apologies, but hey, this is honestly a pretty spot-on analogy that Will's working right now. So I feel like it is. So now we we have life, and we are one. seeing a Michigan State team that found some form in the second half against Indiana. Again, they jumped at 10 to 15 spots. They're kind of oscillating right now. They're they're 88th on offense now. They're up to 86th. They were at 100 on offense before that game. First half was garbage. We saw it. 26 Offensive points, half. Yeah. 26 points, bunch of turns, turnovers. On the strength of that second half, they jumped up 10 to 15 points, or 10 to 15 spots in adjusted efficiency on Ken Palm. They looked and played and produced fantastic. Yeah. Can it continue? Because, <laughs> dear God, um, you know, Indiana on the road is not easy. It's no. not terribly hard, but it's not easy. It's a blue blood, Will. Il- That's right. People yeah, forget that. Blue Indiana, blood. big blue blood. That's right. Illinois at home, little um, little different story, Matt. Coffee Coburn still plays for Illinois. Uh, Ayu DeSumo still plays for Illinois. And I, oh. I don't like seeing either of those guys play for Illinois still. Yeah, I don't really and care about um, the other, you know, thirteen players on the team, but yeah, as long as those two guys are suiting up for the uh, blue and orange, uh oh. 
Yeah, and they both took steps. I mean, Coburn is similar, right? Giant monster, seven foot, three hundred pound jacks, who is just going to be a big dude, right? That's that's his job. What does what does Co what does Kofi Coburn do? He's big. Uh, what can he shoot? No, he's just big. Right, intimidation factor alone, but I think yes. there's some you know th- worth it. Uh, yeah, he he scares me, Will. He scares me. He's, uh, yeah, he's, <laughs> he almost killed a ref last year. Um, but Dusunmu has taken a big step forward and, you know, certainly kind of shaken a lot of those spells of inefficiency that hit him a little bit last year. He takes a ton of shots. He possesses the ball a ton for them. His assist rate is huge. His shooting percentages are good. He's getting to the line a really good amount for a wing um, he's hitting threes at 42%, which is up from 29% last year. Like he just, yeah. he's taken a really nice step. Um, and so Dusunmu is very scary, but you know, if you want to face a team that relies on a certain position, if you're Michigan state, like wing wing is kind of the spot, right? We, we don't feel good about, Guarding centers necessarily, we don't feel great about guarding point guards at times. But you know, I feel like there's some good wing defenders on this Michigan State team. Yeah, I would say so. Um, you know, really, I, I feel comfortable with one through four. Uh, eh, one if Rockets the guy playing the one. Like his, yeah, his defense well, was, it took a dip. I, I like what I saw from him defensively though, the last two games. I have to say, um, yeah. I, so who who do, you, who do you think they do they do throw on Dasunmu then if if you just had to be the coach making this, the decisions here is it as easy as just tossing Aaron Henry at him or do you try the Langford dance the the, the Langford tango if you will with Dasunmu or who, who who do you toss at him? Langford's better against guys with size, mm-hmm. right? He he doesn't do well against someone who's six two and quick. Dasunmu is I mean Dasunmu is long and lanky right. and a good athlete. Um, but he's similar in terms of size to Josh, so maybe you could try some of that. I certainly think Henry's going to see a lot of time on him, but like you can't gas Henry right. on defense trying to keep up with Desunwa the entire time. That's why you throw Gabe Brown and his length at him a little bit. You can try some Malik Hall, a little bit of strength, right? There's different mm-hmm. options to do that. Um, you know, between those, Langford, Henry, Brown, Hall, I would think probably eat up all of the defensive shots on Dasunmu with um, Henry having the most Brown behind him. And then, you know, we'll see, depending on rotations for Langford and for Malik Hall. Um, Matt, do you care? Actually, yeah, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. And then we're going to go to a break and come back and answer that question. Do you care at all, at all, that Kofi Coburn had two of his worst games against Michigan State last season. We will answer that question in a second. But first, a word from rockauto.com. Rockauto, yeah, if you got a car, you got to go to rockauto. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet and gas pedals. Gas pedals. Whether it's for your classic car or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. 
Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts, Matt? Nah, only if you're a clown. Here. Here. Instead, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosted Locked On Today. It's a breakdown of the biggest stories in sports with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast. Matt, you've had time to consider the question I threw at you. Yeah, Does it matter to you <sighs> at all? Thank you for interrupting me. Yeah. Does it matter to you at all that Kofi Coburn had two of his worst games last season against Michigan State with Marcus Bingham playing against him a pretty decent amount? It it does, like, a little bit, just the fact that Marcus was the one that was on him, but... We've seen the center rotation this year. Like, will he mm-hmm. still be on him? I'm sure that'll be the game plan, no doubt. But is it going to be an instance where, okay, hey, he's two quick fouls, or does he make, like, one early mistake and then gets absolutely exiled to the end of the bench? Um, I think that they will stick with Bingham for sure, but there is that small percentage that, okay, hey, Marble, come on down. Kith here. Go at it, buddy. Um, and uh, Manny Sissoko, hey, why don't you uh, guard the guy we're trying to make you into in about two years here in the weight room? Um so it, it, it gets me a, a little excited, but still, like, I know that Tillman didn't guard him all too much, but still, like, just having his defensive presence in or around mm-hmm. the paint, that that really does help. And that's just not here this year. Um, so it's been a kind of a nightmare in the paint this year, Will. So, yeah, it's, it's all fun and games that it was Marcus that did guard him a lot last year, but... I don't know. In one of the games, I think. I think the I think the second game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Bingham did some, but Tillman also did uh, as well. So yeah, Marcus played like twenty. I had I just had it up, and Marcus played like twenty something minutes the first game and had five block shots. <laughs> I, I, I look and, at that question like I look at the MSU win against Indiana. Like it, it's yeah. it's nice. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Like it's it's nice. Hard to like get too fired up otherwise. Uh, other than that. But if it works out, hey, hey, now now we're now we're really fired up though. <laughs> yeah, um I, as as well as Kithier played, especially like he had some nice run in the first half. And then once he got back in the second half, they really kind of made that nice run with him. Like it just it was working offensively and he was able to do enough against Trace Jackson Davis to I guess cool him off just a little bit because he was absolutely on fire. As well as he did and as nice of a bounce back spot as that was for him, I think you got to be really careful with how you play him in this game. Like it, it, Coburn's not going to play thirty five minutes, Matt. He's not going to play thirty eight minutes. He's someone who's usually in the mid twenties. Sometimes he'll get into the high thirties. He has a couple of times, but like he's playing a lot of mid to high twenties minutes. So when he's not on the floor. I think you can use those times to get Kithier in if you want to, but like you gotta either throw. I think just Sissoko or Bingham's length are like the like those are the only two options I think if, for defending Coburn, and he's not uh, someone with like super incredible post moves or is really skilled. Like he's very much a powerful player. Um, he's gonna try to back down and just bully ball it. 
So if you can use the length, the long arms of Sissoko and Bingham to at least make him shoot over them, because like he'll back him down and he's going to get shots off in the post. But like if he's got to go over them and finesse it a little bit and do some skillful things, he can run into some trouble there. So outside of Coburn and Desumi, like does anyone on Illinois even like move the needle for you, or is it really just as simple as all right, those two guys? Like I. It's it's Trent tough for Frazier. me to like get fired up about like any of the other guys on the court, yeah. and I'm sure those Trent... words won't come back to to eat me. No, 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 no doubt. <laughs> Trent Frazier's been playing really well. He's been there forever, mm-hmm. and he's always been kind of like, yeah, he's okay. Uh, this is his best season by far. Uh, he's getting to the line a lot more. He's shooting almost forty percent from three. He's playing a ton of minutes for them. He's like technically the point guard, but he doesn't do a lot of point guard things he'll defend the point guard but like Desumu's got the ball in his hands a lot like his assist rate uh is the second highest on the team behind Curbelo who is technically the backup point guard who will come in for Frazier so like Frazier will play point guard but he's really like a shooting guard like he's he's gonna spot up and take a lot of shots that's kind of what he does Adam Miller's a freshman for them who Started off the year, Matt. Here's his three-point numbers. You ready? Hit me. Six of eight in their opener. Two of five in their second game. Then he missed his next ten three-point attempts. Um, he's, oh, my. He's got the ability to shoot, but, you know, after that tear, you know, he starts the season eight of 13 on fire. Um, he's now shooting 34% on the season on huge volume. So he's just kind of an okay shooter. Uh, like I said, true freshman there. Someone to keep an eye on. He's their starting shooting guard and he will pull from deep, um, probably five or six times in this game and can hit three or four, but has been kind of hitting one or two, uh, as of late. So he's, you know, anytime there's someone who's going to put up five, six, seven threes, that's something to note. Um, Bajan Chavili, Matt. Nice work with that last name. Man, I that would not have come close to that one. Nice work. Nice I've, work. I've been saying his name for three years. That that helps, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just I attack. remember um having a panic attack the first time Michigan State was playing Illinois in twenty eighteen and I was like, Oh my god, how do I say this name? Yeah, Bajan Chavili. Oh, well done. Yeah, he um he's kind of like riding the bench now. He was kind of like he was their stretch four last year, right? Mm-hmm. They don't really play that way. He he backs up Coburn. That's kind of what he does. Um, they're small, Matt. They're really small. Yeah, and Brad Underwood is just so good at like taking whatever he has on his roster and just molding the, the gameplay to however he likes based on how that roster looks. Like he he he's yeah. a really really good coach, man. He is. I mean, like all the insane press stuff they were doing a few years ago right. has been tossed out. Like, I know. They roll through Dasun Mukober in two man games. Like the yeah, he absolutely has done a really good job highlighting uh the guys on his roster. But like so Trent Frazier, six two, Adam Miller, six three, Demonta Williams, six three, Dasunmu, six five. That's their starting one through four. And then yeah, you have Coburn. Okay. It's it's yeah, it's a smaller smaller group. Uh they don't block many shots, which you wouldn't wouldn't be surprised by, uh, mm-hmm. based on that stat. I think yeah, Coburn's the only one who actually blocks shots. So when he's not on the floor, no one's really blocking shots. Got it. All right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, they're awesome, right? 
we probably sure. could talk about them. Like we haven't really talked specifically about them. They're the fifth best team in the country in adjusted efficiency, yeah. top five in the country uh, in the AP poll. They waxed Duke on the road even worse than Michigan State did. They're twelve and three in conference play. They beat Iowa in a great game. They freaking crushed Wisconsin not too long ago. Uh, they're really good. Uh, eight on offense, nine on defense. They play fast. They have a uh, certified pro in Desunmu, big, big center in Coburn. They shoot the hell out of the ball from deep. They're the 10th best three-point team in the entire country. They're the 19th best two-point team shooting in the entire country. When you add that together, Matt, you get a pretty damn good offense. I, I got so excited that they struggled against Nebraska and then Northwestern back-to-back <laughs> games, and then they just beat the brakes off Minnesota by about eighty-five points. So yeah, oh my um, god, that, that, so... that dream ship has has sailed on us. Well, I think that Illinois is back to being their good selves. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately. But you know what, Matt? Hit me. They need they needed overtime to beat Indiana on the road. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. You know who didn't? You can't beat you can't beat Indiana <laughs> straight up in regulation. <laughs> regulation losers. <sighs> um, we should probably talk about like the tournament implications for this, right? Uh, I, I got. I feel like so. I guess Michigan State right now has six games left. They are all going to be. Yeah, quad one games, um, unless Indiana... Indiana's the, the questionable one, right? Mm-hmm. Because they just got re-added to the schedule. They had all quad one games, added another one with Michigan on the road, which is a super-duper quad one game, and then Indiana at home is not quite quad one, but it could be depending on how the Hoosiers finish up the season. Right on. You beat Maryland on the road, you beat Indiana at home. Like, let's just say those two things happen. I think one of Illinois, Ohio State, Michigan twice, that three and three, it's going to put them, like, right on the edge. We'll have to sweat it out on Selection Sunday. And I think three and three puts you at a must-win game for game one of the Big Ten tournament, should it happen still. Yes. And in in that case, you know, let's say they're 10th. In the conference, going into that, like they're going to get a pretty good chance to win a game against Indiana, Purdue, Maryland, right? Number seven. Mm-hmm. And then probably face Illinois again <laughs> or pretty Ohio perfect. State. Good. So you can get one in the tournament, and then getting a second one's going to be really tough. Uh, yeah. But they'll have chances. Hey, I mean, they're in front of us, you know. <laughs> it's. That's uh, the only way to look at it is that we have great opportunities ahead of us. Um, yeah. po- po- posit- positive vibes only, Will, right? Yeah. I, Clear th- eyes. That'll end within two minutes of heart. game time. <laughs> I don't know. I have a little bit of hope with the lineup stuff that they kind of discovered against Indiana. If we see them just stick with that group for an extended period to start the game, I might feel okay, and we'll see how it goes. I mean, if they do that and they're down eight or something, it's like, okay, this is bad. Yeah. But if they play that group and they're keeping it close and they're hanging in, they're like, okay, we might actually have something here. But I think you win this game. If they win this game, if they're able to beat a top-five team at home, all of the stuff, and I don't know how much narrative sort of drives this stuff, but, like, 
everyone. Ah, Michigan State's missing the tournament this year. So is Duke. So is Kentucky. So whatever. And you've seen a tiny little tweak. Duke started winning some games. Michigan State beats Indiana on the road. Kentucky blows out Tennessee. Blue Bloods aren't dead yet, Matt. Right? No. Oh, they're not quite dead yet. You beat a top five Illinois team at home. Joe Lenardi is going to tweet something like, hey, Michigan State back on the bubble. Can the Sparties get back in? Something like that, right? Sure. A little bit of, little bit of positive juju, positive energy around the program. And then you're looking at you know, a closing five games where you have a legitimate chance to somehow get your way back into the tournament. Well, let's address the biggest question here right now, too. Can MSU finally yeah. cover a first-half spread? Um, no. Okay, all right, so I should stop What's doing the first-half spread? Uh, oh, I have no idea. It's just they, they don't Probably cover it four. every single time I do it, so. Yeah, it's, I mean, Michigan State, I think, is a seven-point dog. I saw they opened up. Ken Palm has it, Matt. 77-68 Illinois. Nine-point win for the uh, Illini. 21% chance of victory for your Michigan State Spartans. Pain. 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 So, pain. Okay. Okay. A great, great opportunity. And if they they do this, Matt, if they beat Illinois, I'm all the way back in. They're making the tournament. (sighs) I don't know how good they'll be in the tournament, Doesn't but matter. I got to make it. I, 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 I got them all in. Be in the tournament if they make it. Yeah. No, I would. I would do anything at this point to see this team in the tournament yeah. <laughs> again. Um, I, I might eat a physical crow um, on the pod, which really doesn't make for good podcasting. That'd be best in like a live video, yeah, but still, just, like I, I just yeah, bones and feathers and everything, beak. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll eat the entire crow. Um, I still don't count on that, but hey, you know, never say die, especially with the Spartans. So. All right, we are going to pause here and get back with our interview, Matt's interview with Matt Ishbia, former Michigan State walk-on and incredibly generous donor to Michigan State Athletics. Matt, give the people a quick tease. What are you, what do you guys talk about? So we'll obviously talk about the, the generous gift, just being part of the Spartan family, um, working with uh, fellow teammates and just everything that Izzo's taught him. Yeah, no, re- really good conversation, really down-to-earth guy. Um, definitely appreciated uh, the, the time he gave us. Fantastic. So we'll get to that in just a second. But first, a word from BetOnline. .ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. And BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and prop bets on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way, Matt, the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, and you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code LOCKEDON. One word, LOCKEDON, and you're going to get that 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. February is Black History Month, and the Lockdown Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Lockdown Presents More Than the Game. Right now, you can hear Candace Cooper of Lockdown Tar, Heel- Tar Heels and Erica Ayala of Lockdown Women's Basketball discussing the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. Subscribe to Lockdown Presents podcast feed on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast. Let's get to the interview with Matt Ishbia. 
All right, gang, I am super fired up to be joined by national champion, CEO of United Wholesale Mortgage, and of course, the most popular guy in East Lansing, Michigan these days, Matt Ishbia. Matt, how on earth are you doing on this beautiful Monday we're having? Doing great, doing great. Appreciate you reaching out. Glad to talk to you. Absolutely. Hey, we're beyond happy to have you on, Matt. Um, so just to sh- shoot us straight here, Matt, how many times has Izzo thanked you in, in the last three weeks? <laughs> I should thank him. He doesn't need thank. He's thanked me a handful of times, but he doesn't need to do that. It's really, uh, I'm happy to be able to give back to the university I love and him. He's the one that helped make me who I am and same with Michigan state. So I'm proud to be able to give a little back, but, uh, we meet him talk every once in a while, but he's doing good things. And, uh, I'm, I was appreciative of the nice words he said about me. You know, and you made that pretty clear too, that that's the common refrain. It's like, Izzo's done so much for you. So when you just go back to your playing days, um, what was it that the program or even Izzo itself, what, what have they done for you specifically? If you could just take your number one thing you've taken from them that you used in your 20 years of business so far. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things, so it's hard to say one, but I guess the couple things I would say real quick. One is just in general, the family atmosphere, like Izzo, Mateen Cleese, these guys, um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm the last guy on the end of the bench. They don't have to put their arm around you. You don't really, you're not playing in the game. They make you feel like family. They re- showed that every person mattered. And so I, I have 8,500 people at my company. Every person matters. I don't care what you're doing, whether you're cleaning the bathrooms, whether you're answering the phones, whether you're selling, whatever. whatever like everyone makes an impact. So they taught me that cherish everyone at the exact same level. It doesn't matter. It isn't going to treat me, Mateen Cleese. Mateen Cleese didn't treat me worse because I was at the end of the bench. And so that was one real big thing, family. And the Spartan family is still strong today. But then when I coached with Izzo, I learned so many traits of his about just his, his unbelievable work ethic and attention to detail at the highest level. I mean, this guy knows every nuance of every player we're playing in, mm-hmm. what they do. And so I try to apply that to my business, and it's really been helpful to me as I've built our company here. That's big time. It, just to go back to a few weeks or maybe a few months, I don't know when you told Izzo that you were going to make this donation, but when you did tell him, what was his reaction? What did he say or do? And not only just that you were donating, but you were also going to name the football expansion and the court after him as well. I, he, he likes to be an emotional guy. Was there any emotion uh, on his end during this discussion? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we were both emotional and proud of that I was able to do it, and he was appreciative of it. You know, he's always kind of the kind of guy that – says that, you know, hey, hey, don't, you know, you don't have to do that. Let's, you know, but he, he's humble. He doesn't want it. But when we talked about it, I said, listen, this is your university. You built the program to the level. You put us on the map at the level. Like your name's got to be everywhere on the court, on the football building. It's not about Matt Ishbia's name being anywhere. Cause I didn't do that stuff. That's Tom Izzo and he deserves the credit. And there's also some spots, some things we're gonna have for Mateen Cleese and that team. But, but, you know, it's really about Tom Izzo. And, and I think he was appreciative and at the same time um, proud because, uh, he deserves it. And so was this also your first interaction with uh, Mel Tucker telling him that you are going to give $20 million for a football expansion? Because if so, that is a dynamite first impression to make on someone right there. <laughs> yeah, you know, I had met him at the National Championship Reunion last February, um, maybe just for a minute or two. So this is probably mm-hmm. really my first interaction with him at a, of more than a hello, how are you, nice to meet you. Um, but yeah, I was happy and he was, he was, he's a winner. You can tell he's a winner. He's going to be a winner whether I helped or not. It's just hopefully I can maybe accelerate it a little bit by giving him a little bit of access to capital and money to, to build what he needs sooner than he thought he could have. And actually, you know, I got a a cross sports question here. Is there anything that you see in Mel Tucker early on? I know he's only been here a year, but is there anything that you see in Mel Tucker that you compare to Izzo? 
You know, I don't know him well enough to say that. Uh, I do know that the couple interactions I've had with him, you know, he, he's passionate. I, I love his passion. I know he's all in for Michigan State, just like Coach Izzo always has been and, and still is. Um, but I don't, I don't know him well enough to, to, to draw too many parallels besides that he's passionate and he's all in. He's, he's going to help the Spartans win, and, and I know that's just 100% of his focus. And just to kind of get in like the, the, the nitty gritty of how this uh, gift worked on your end, um, because it, it's a different world. When I donate to Michigan State, it's usually $10 at a time during 50-50 raffles, and we just call it a day after that. But right. for a gift as large as $32 million, like how, how long does that process actually take from youth saying to yourself, hey, I'm going to do this, to it actually being announced to the public? Is that a lengthy process, or is it really well, not that long? No, you know, the Michigan State's very efficient, you know, from President Stanley to Athletic Director Beekman, both were on top of it, were excited to talk with me, Izzo, Brian Masalam helped usher it through, uh, you know, former trustees, so a lot of people were involved with it, but, uh, you know, it was probably a couple months, you know, probably three months would be my say my yeah. from when we really had our first substantive conversation about it, you know, I'd been t- thinking about it for years, um, of how I could give back, and obviously, uh, I wanted to give back before Izzo you know, while Izzo was still there, which, you know, it could be five more years, 10 more years, who knows how long he's there. So how can I give back before he uh, goes uh, or retires? And so therefore that was a big part of it. But I think with uh, director, athletic director Beekman and his focus on the long-term part of Michigan State athletics, uh, it was the right time for me. And just to pivot here too, to uh, United Wholesale Mortgage and your headquarters that you guys have in Pontiac. Uh, if you could just humor me for a little bit, I- I'm a big Michigan State memorabilia junkie over here. So I just have to ask, like, what is the coolest MSU item or items that you have either in your own office or just the whole Pontiac headquarters? Yeah, no, well, we have a lot of cool MSU stuff. We have, um, you know, the main conference room that I use, uh, it's called the Breslin, um, and it oversees our basketball court here at UWM where, you know, with the glass window, so you can actually watch people playing basketball during lunch or during the day while I'm in meetings. Um, and then the Breslin conference room is obviously some sign balls by Izzo and Magic and Mateen and some people like that. And, and actually the conference table has a big Spartan S in it, but it's made out of the wood from the Breslin Center. So that's a pretty cool uh, thing when you, when you come through here. So that's one of the things. But there's, there's a bunch of Spartan things. Like if you come here, and I know Izzo and the team have been here a couple times, and like the more you come, you, you'll see a lot of Spartan things. There's definitely no Michigan or Ann Arbor nonsense around there here. We don't allow it yet. <laughs> Love that. That's what I'm talking about. It's not just the memorabilia, too, but you also have hired on former teammates as well, ranging back from whether it be Mateen Cleaves or as recently as uh, former player Connor George. Like, how much does that mean to you personally, just to be able to give those guys an opportunity um, over at United Wholesale Mortgage? Yo, I love it. I love it. It's fun because I get to have once a, once a month I have one, a lunch with all my former teammates so we get to spend time together. They're the guys right. that we can talk his old stories, talk Michigan State and really relate. Um, obviously, I'm closest with the Mateens and Antonio Smith and Charlies and Chris Hills and guys, Adam Wolfs, who I played with, but Connor George, now he's part of the crew, right? And so he comes in. And so I love being able to get the opportunity, but quite honestly, all these people – uh, all my teammates, they know what we went through at Michigan State, and they come in here with a great work ethic, and they're doing great things. They're all exceeding expectations in a big way, um, doing great things at our company. Man, I would love to be a fly in the wall at one of those lunches. That sounds awesome. <laughs> and <laughs> so obviously, like some of the money is going to be going to naming the court after Izzo. So I have an idea that I just want to throw off you right now. So instead of like his signature or his name on the hardwood at Breslin, how about on one end of the court, you have a picture of him screaming and that the other end of the court, you have a picture of him like smiling or hugging a player just to show the full range of Izzo. Do you think that's an idea 
we can implement <laughs> center next year. You know, whatever Coach Izzo wants, he can have whatever Here he wants. He can, put pictures right. himself, he can put the court. I, I defer to him. It's, it's all in honor of him. So whatever he wants, he can have. And also, you know, I always think of the Free Press iconic State of Glory front page that had you on it very prominently back in the day. So two questions. Like, first, just please tell me that you have a billboard sized copy of that somewhere in your house, because that's an awesome picture for you to be like front and center on. And two, what was the first reaction back in 2000 when you did see the newspaper and see that you were just bang right on there in, in the scrum of the celebration? Uh, yeah, no. So in that free press uh, cover uh, was, it was obviously cool. Uh, and I do have it in my office, actually. Um, so I do have it up here. But uh, the back then when I saw that, it was just funny. So you got you, you don't want you don't want a picture of Ishbia. You want Mateen Cleves and Mateen and Charlie and Morris are obviously oh, the three main ones you see it. They're they're there. But uh, it, it's fun. It's actually I love the picture not because it has my name that you can see in it, but really because you can see the whole team. It's like a family. You know, everywhere you can probably see ten guys there hugging and uh, enjoying themselves together and celebrating what we worked for for years to accomplish. So it's a pretty cool picture. And just a little anecdote that I want to uh, turn into a question at the end of this. Um, back when the Final Four was in Minneapolis very recently, I, I met up with a few friends at a bar, and they hit me with immediately, oh, Matt Ishbia actually just paid for everyone's drinks 10 minutes ago. Uh, he, he just left. So my two-part question is, can I get a personal heads up the next time you're doing this? That would be uh, much appreciated. <laughs> but so, uh, second, most importantly, like this was an MSU party that was going on at this bar. Just Pretty broad question. What is your favorite part of being in the Spartan family? I know that's you've gone forever with that answer. Yeah, you know, I, it's, it's exactly what you said. So first off, I'll let, definitely let you know next time I'm going to buy drinks. So I'll that. definitely include you. you to come join us. <laughs> uh, but the, but the, 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 the words you just said, Spartan family, it's just that. It really is. If people say it, and, you know, a lot of co- different, you know, whether you've got companies or businesses or sports teams talk about it, the family atmosphere that Izzo created and we created, I love being part of it. I mean, there was – Spartans there at that, I think what you're talking about is, you know, whether it's different former football players that I just met that night and different people that, from different sports or non-sports, just Spartan family. The Spartans are just different. You know, you see people, I was out of town with my kids recently, and, I, and so, someone, saw, they saw a Michigan State flag on our car, and, and they, 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 they're yelling out the window saying, go green. Like, it's just a, you know, it's a family. People, like, really resonate together and really look at each other that way. So I love that about being a Spartan. That's big time. And Matt, really, I really do appreciate all your time here. That was, that was my last question for you. I can't waste too much more of your time, but really do not only appreciate you coming on this podcast, but also everything you're doing for Michigan State Athletics. So much, much appreciated. Oh, well, thanks so much. I love talking to you. I look forward to catching up again, and uh, hopefully watch the Spartans continue to do good things in all sports going forward. Right on. Absolutely. All right, Matt. Thanks a ton. Go Green. Thanks. Go White. Bye. All right. Thanks so much for joining us on today's show of Locked on Spartans. We'll be back tomorrow where we will – Recap the game. Oh, boy. Hopefully it's not sad, Matt. We'll see. We, we, we've got topics ready to go if it is sad. We, we still got <laughs> we? a football transfer to talk about. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll come strapped with good content tomorrow. You notice we didn't talk about Ben Van Summer in today. We kind of thought we might, but then Matt made a just genius decision to like hold it because if things go south tonight and we need a fun topic tomorrow – uh, ben Van Summer, and we're going to talk about football. Bang. So, yep. either we're going to celebrate a win, or we're going to dissect a loss, and then talk about a nice transfer into the football program. So that's planned for tomorrow. Please join us then. Reminder to rate, review, subscribe. You can get Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Matt, 
Trivia? Trivia. Well, uh, we got a tough question. I actually knew this one because she grew up in an area that I covered while working at the Port wow. Heron Times Herald. Who was the Spartans Cameron runner? Cameron O'Connor. Yep. Yep. Who was the Spartans runner that won the Women's Mile at the 2015 NCAA Indoor Track and Field Championships with her meet record time of tw- 4 minutes, 27 seconds, and 18 hundredths of a second? Leah O'Connor of Croswell, Lexington, and Michigan State. Go green, guys. All right. Let's, let's try to get through this game together.